Welcome in to another episode of We're Talking Tonight. Craig Malasson, Dave Amato. Dave, it's been a long time since we spoke on air. Seeing you at a basketball game, we talked a little bit, I believe it. Yet, no, you were not at the bowl game. I, I might have been. Care. I might have had a cocktail and thought I saw you. So, but uh, now, now I, I, I didn't. We've uh, nothing is not much has happened since uh, the last time we spoke. Huh? Yeah, not quiet. really. It's been <laughs> quiet on all fronts, and uh, you know we could go into talk football. I, I just, to me, it is what it is in football. The guys leaving, and I think honestly, I think it's going to help us as much as it's going to hurt us because. They're going to be guys leaving Power Five teams because they didn't get playing time and want and want playing time. Now, yeah. if they're going for the money, hey, God bless them. Go for the money and stay there and sit on the bench for four years and and get out and then go go on with your life. But if if you're looking for the money, if you really want to get to the NFL, uh, you need playing time. Yeah, look, I and I know we're going to spend a lot of time talking about football, but I, I look, I, I disappointed about a couple of guys leaving, but at the end of the day. It's uh, it's all about what these kids think. We're gonna we're gonna get some advantages through the transfer portal. I think I think we're gonna get some players that come here because they want to play, and we're gonna lose some. Uh, but it's the it's the nature of the beast of being a pretty good college football team, a G five team that has some good players, and we lost some. Wow. Uh, I'm more worried. I, I'm more upset about the players who are leaving to go to the NFL. Um, not because that's a terrible thing. I think it's fine. Uh, but those are the guys who upset me the most, you know, Percy Butler, um, uh, and, uh, and, and Max Mitchell are great football players and they're going to, they're going to perform well in the NFL. Uh, we could have had them for one more year, but they're going to the NFL and they're going to make money. Good for them. One last thing is, and uh about about football and then we're going to move on because it's it's basketball season it is what it is in the off season and recruiting i don't give a rat's ass quite frankly until they get on campus and and show me what they can do as far as recruit goes but uh the last thing i'm going to say is that when we talk about recruiting we do have guys on campus already the cupboard is not bare by any means at all and i think we've got some guys that are just as good just had not have the opportunity so last word on football so let's move on Dave, Absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, I talked with Josh Sowers, uh, voice of the UTA Mavericks earlier today. Uh, UTA uh, is moving on. Now, we'll be moving on. The announcement is expected this week about the WAC. Uh, and we're going to talk more about UTA coming up here in a little bit. But um, what, what's your thoughts? I mean, I, Little Rock already mount, uh, announced, I think, Ohio Valley. And my understanding is the Sun Belt has waived exit fees to assist them in moving to a different conference. I think the WAC is a great move for UTA because now you got six teams in Texas and we know, to, and, and you mentioned New Mexico state off the air and we know Texas is a big state, still some travel costs, but you got a lot of those teams that are within a few hours drive of, uh, uh, I mean, you know, of uh, a UTA. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things there. Um, one, there's a lot of familiarity with those schools because they've, uh, they've all, not all of them, but a lot of them have been in the Southland together. So they're getting back to some teams that they're, they have some natural rivalries with. Um, I think the, the fact that they're close in proximity um, with a lot of these teams that, that it's going to be, it's going to be a good conference room. At the end of the day, when you look at all of it, 
it is, you know, whether they are in the Sun Belt or whether they're in the um, Ohio Valley or Missouri Valley or whether they're in the WAC, it's all a one team, a one league bid, right? A one bid league. Um, so it doesn't matter where they go, whether they're in a team that a conference that's the 12th best conference or the 15th best conference or the 17th best conference, they're still getting one bid. So it's all about winning the conference. Um, I, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I don't, I'm not going to miss little rock that much in all sports while they've been competitive here and there. At the end of the day, they're not a team that, to me, brings a ton athletically to the table. I'm going to miss some of the the rivalry in baseball and basketball, uh, particularly uh, from UTA. I think they they did bring something to the table in the conference. I'm not going to miss them because I think I think it's a good move for the Sun Belt to move to. Uh, football teams only, right, and, and build a conference that way. I think it's the best thing for the conference. But I'm going to miss them because baseball-wise, they've been very good. Basketball-wise, they've been up and down, but they've been pretty good. Women's basketball, they've brought something to the table. In other sports, they've been a very good team. And and I'm going to miss them. I, it's... Did you pause? Am I stuck? Are you stuck? Or did Sorry about that, Dave. I don't know what's going on this time. I think it's you because it didn't tell me my internet. Uh, usually I got that little thing up there yeah. and I get the little red bars over here that tell me uh, your internet sucks right now. Now I did move nah. my computer and I just did restart it. So uh, yeah, actually, the only thing I was saying, I don't know what was picked up and what didn't is I'm going to miss them because they, they yeah. did bring something to the table in some other sports. And look, we're, we're making a good move, I think, ultimately. But at the end of the day, it's it's going to be uh, they're they're making a good move for themselves and we're making a good move as a conference. I agree. The only thing I will uh, say to that, though, Little Rock, uh, historically, at least uh, recent history, has had a better basketball program by getting to sure. the NCAA tournament and winning a game. So, yeah. but that was Chris Beard and he's off to Texas Tech and off to uh, now at the University of Texas. Is that right? University? I believe so. So, but it is what it is. So, but they're, they're, they're leaving and uh, we'll get more into UTA in a little bit. Uh, before we go there, let's, let's talk about, um, let's talk about uh, the Cajuns are 3-0 in conference play. Um, two nice wins on the road. I don't think there's any way, other way to put it. App State, uh, up and down team last year, but ended up winning the conference tournament three games in March and uh, yeah. made it into the tournament. And you had Coastal Carolina this year beat South Carolina. Now, Coastal got them at home, but at the same time, Cajuns are under man in both games. Did you get to watch either yeah. one of those games? I did. Uh, um, I missed a little bit of the App State game. I only saw pieces of it, um, and I and I don't think I missed much because the Cajuns were were uh, the better team from from the get go. And uh, but I did watch all of the Coastal game, and uh, my goodness, what a fun basketball game that was! Uh, we played very well early, looked really good. We struggled at coming out of the half, just like we did 
against App State. Um, I think we went almost seven or eight minutes without scoring a, a field goal in the Coastal game uh, out of the second half, but uh, put it together. And, and my goodness, one of my favorite players on the team uh, with Kobe Julian hit that three was huge. And he. Uh, you're down again, I believe. So I'm going to pause it one more. Dave, once again, uh, internet issues here. I don't know if it's your on your end or mine. Uh, I, I got the uh, notification right after I hit pause, but uh, I think it might have to, it, I don't know. I moved my computer uh, into the bar area, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blame it on the, the amount of alcohol in here. But you were, <laughs> you were talking about Kobe Julian, one of your favorite players, and how yeah. uh, at the Coastal game. Yeah, no, he hit, look, he struggled early in the game and was, was, was really not doing much and then really took control of the game. And I think the announcer said that, that Kobe, somebody else was going to have to step up for the Cajuns. And, and he did. And then not only did he step up for that one shot, but he stepped up in the entire second half. And, and, and that's the kind of player he is. This, this team has a lot of talent. Um, and I know we're going to get into some particulars about strengths and weaknesses of what's going on with this team. But, but, but look, uh, if Kobe Julian can play like Kobe Julian's capable of, and, and Jordan Brown has played like he has for the last couple of games and, and, and Theo Kuba, this is a really talented team. Uh, they just got to put it all together at one point. They, they, they haven't much put it all together. I'm hoping that they can and and really make a run in this conference because uh, this conference is winnable. I, I really believe that. Well, I don't think uh, a lot of people know that Kobe. I think they they are shouldn't shouldn't say don't know, but don't remember that Kobe Julian was sick early on and then yeah. uh, ended up having to get his tonsils out. And so it it happened right after the Houston game. So he's just getting healthy again, really. Yeah. So that's what and that's he, what we're seeing right now. And he's a he's a fellow that's had some serious issues with injuries and illnesses yep. over the course of his career. But I've said it from day one, and this is before uh, Jordan Brown joined the team. To me, he is one of the most talented players on this team when he's healthy. The problem is he has been struggled to stay healthy. Yeah, sixteen points for him uh, against. Uh, excuse me, uh, against. Uh, Coastal, and then he had 20 points against uh, um, Arkansas State. So, uh, good, good couple games to inch, and I, I, I'm really disappointed we didn't get the game from Little Rock in. But hey, uh, it is what it is at this point. We got to keep moving on and, and do everything. So, yep. Um, uh, anything else? Uh, I guess it stands out. I, th I, I think there were there were. Uh, to me, there's there's a couple things here with the Arkansas State game, which I did not realize. I believe I was driving home and heard heard the statistic. Uh, Theo Kuba and Duguay both with double doubles. Uh, Theo with 16.15 rebounds. Du with 13 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, I think that is huge, especially since you had Jordan Brown out. Yeah, no, I, I look, this team's capable of having multiple guys with double doubles, right? If we've got them on the court at the same time, uh, Jordan Brown, Theo Kuba, obviously 1A and 1B, 
but but Duguay can can perform at that level. Kobe Julian can perform at that level. Uh, you know, I know we're going to be missing him because of uh, some issues coming up, but Isaiah Isaiah Richards has the ability to score and rebound. So this is a big physical team, and 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 that's that's good. It's fun to watch these guys play. My my biggest struggle with them has been at the point guard position, and not because the point guards aren't performing well. I I I love the uh, what what um uh oh shoot I just had a brain cramp. I love what uh uh Trajan Wesley. Trajan Wesley brings to the table, but, but the fact that these guys are, you know, he and Michael Thomas are both five, eight, five, nine guys. They struggle because of their height. It's not because they're not, they're not trying hard. They're not playing hard. They struggle because they're a lot of times they're going up against six, six guys or six, three guys. And it's tough for them. Um, but, but look, I love what they bring to the table. I think uh, AU coming back, and being healthy, he looked really good in the Arkansas State game. I think he played maybe one of his best games I've ever seen him play in that Arkansas State game. Yeah, you know, he didn't score, but the thing that, the thing that you, he brought to it, 11 minutes, five assists, no turnovers in, yeah. in his passing. Uh, I tell you, that's been a good. long, long time. Well, I shouldn't yeah. say that. I mean um, – um, Marcus Stroman was a, was a good passer that we had here too, so I shouldn't say that. But but uh, I AU has got to get in shape though. I'll just say that because yeah. no 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 absolutely and and, and, can, and a lot of that's not his fault because yeah. he's been if sick he and perform, he issues. if he can if he can perform and give us fifteen minutes a game right now until he gets completely healthy. Um, I like him on the court specifically because of his physical size and he's a good defensive player. Um, his, his problem is he, you know, obviously he's had some, some health issues, but his backups, not because they don't play hard, they're five, eight, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's a struggle. They play very well, but they struggle because of their size. Well, I think the thing that was encouraging to me about the Arkansas State team, we were able to go deep into our bench there and get minutes out of everybody. The least amount of minutes was six with Jury Caldwell, Cadwell. And I just thought, I think, to me, I like that. I like going being able to go to deep because I think we can push the ball up the court at times. We've got enough athletes in there to do yeah. that. And, and, and especially I right now with, with Theo Kuba coming back from being in a, a – a walking boot, uh, yep. not being in uh, the best shape. Again, not his fault. I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying that he's not trying, but it, it's hard to be in a walking cast and to get into basketball shape. So, uh, and and Kobe Julian is just. I mean, uh, again, he's healthy now with everything. Again, uh, uh, yeah, we've had we've had we've had so many issues with uh, either COVID or or health. Um, and, and I think Bob Marlin said it the other day, and this is exciting for us, is, hey, if you're going to have issues with COVID, it's better to have it now. Exactly. Right? Right? <laughs> because we can get through this and we can be ready to play the rest of the season if all these guys have the COVID issues now rather than having them in the late in the conference or even in the conference tournament. 
well, you, you get it late in the conference and then you get, you get guys out of shape and then they can't play. And then when they're in the conference tournament, they, I mean, uh, I just remember, I mean, it's, it, it's been bad luck for us, but, uh, you know, um, Casey Shepard, I, I really think Casey Shepard on that 2014 is healthy. I think we yeah. beat McBuckets and uh, Wichita State, quite honestly. I, I, I agree with that. And then, and then we go back to the year that, you know, a couple of years ago when we had a really good basketball team yep. and and we lost. Uh, and Gant. Uh, yeah, Jakeen and Gant late in the season. And, 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 and Gant and then uh, uh, Stove. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of that, you know, look, we got to be healthy at the end of the season, and I think that's going to be a big piece to our run. And this team has the ability to win this conference. I mean, it's yes. a wide-open conference. I agree. Well, lastly, uh, just a little shout-out there to uh, Jordan Brown being named to the Lou Henson, uh, uh, Henson Award midseason watch list. So uh, – exciting time nice to see a cajun player getting a little uh little publicity there so uh dave let's go ahead and take our first bake we'll come back and we will talk uh some uta basketball you know dave our uh our friends over at raging review and I, and I do mean friends they're all friends of mine uh just want to give a little shout out to jerry and kayla Abear. uh jerry is part of the raging review and uh, just say congratulations on your, on your birth of your daughter, Allison Elizabeth. Yep, uh, same here, same here. They're uh, they're great guys. We we talk all the time at the football games and the basketball games, and and big props. Congratulations! It's it's an amazing thing to have a child. I'm I'm 51 with a one year old, so I I know what it's like. And uh, congratulations! It's an amazing thing and and uh they're good people and and we're all trying to do the same thing we're all trying to you know promote the cajun name and the cajun brand as they like to say um so congratulations to those guys well welcome to the newest uh raging cajun fan uh although That's she right. doesn't know it yet allison <laughs> elizabeth so you've been listening you're listening we're talking with craig malasa and david motto we'll be right back after this brief intermission you're back into we're talking tonight craig malasa and dave amato uh dave you know we kind of kind of joked um one of the teams in the whack is cal baptist and i had never heard of them and then i was watching a i think it was the only game on that night or it was the last game on that night and uh it was they were playing san jose state and they were down by 12 with about four or five minutes left and i was like okay well this game's over with and then I just, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. I just, you know, and uh, probably because I was too lazy to get the remote or something, but uh, Cal Baptist came back and won that game, but, and they're going to be in the whack. And I know uh, UTA is our next opponent. Won't necessarily uh, be making any, I, I don't know how their scheduling is going to work out. They probably won't be playing uh, Cal Baptist home and away every year, or probably one or the other uh, with, with playing the Texas teams twice. So, but again, I don't, I don't know what, how, what their conference schedule will look like. So, but uh, the real reason we're talking uh, UTA basketball with Craig Malasa and Dave Amato. Dave, what do you, uh, here, here's what I notice about Texas State. Six foreign players, 
Six guys Texas from Texas. Texas Arlington, right? Yeah, what did I say? Texas State? You said Texas State. Oh, Texas Arlington. See, that's what happens when you have a little uh, uh, the wise <laughs> the wise men Kentucky straight bourbon. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry. UT Arlington. Uh, well, don't, it's easy to confuse me. I did that sick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got guys from uh, uh, Nigeria. Um Ontario, uh, New New Market, Ontario, Canada, uh, Brazil, Australia, France, uh, the Congo. You know, it's just you got a kid that's homeschool on the team too. So a little bit yeah. of everything. Six Texas players, six six uh, six foreign players. So uh, the one thing I do notice about the team, though, is that very similar to the Cajuns. Uh, the Cavs don't have anybody averaging 30 minutes a game now right. because of Jordan Brown being out Theo I believe had 33 minutes last week uh, against Arkansas State but these guys are rolling in with with uh, you know David Azor is, is the most at 33 but then you've got one guy at 24 well I'm sorry I, I should have sorted this better but then but, but everybody else is under 30 minutes so yeah. They're going to play some guys too. Yeah, they 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 look they they and I think part of your uh, interview with uh, their play-by-play guy this this week was they they actually um, they go far and wide to recruit. They have obviously based on on the team that they have in place right now. Um, that being said they have struggled to really define who they are and who, who their better players are. Uh, I know they're without one of their better players uh, for the season. I think it's Pedro Castro is out for the year. He's a guy who was giving them quite a few minutes and was really performing well for them. Um, so they're down one player for the season, but they're still a very good basketball team. They played a rough out-of-conference schedule. When I looked at it, they, they played some really good teams and they performed well in some of the games. They struggled mightily in some of the games, but they really they've, they've played a tough out of conference schedule. And now they're coming into conference play. I think it's setting them up for a, for a nice little run. They're going to be a tough, a tough out, I think. And this is going to be a tough weekend. Going on the road at UTA and Texas State to me is, is two of the teams that have given us some problems in the past and uh there are two teams that, that that have been pretty good so i i'm excited to see how we perform against these two teams on yeah the they road. yeah they looked really bad against oklahoma state in north texas in uh the oklahoma game and then it, it was really something that i was not expecting them to to play well quite honestly uh and then all of a sudden you know they they, they beat south alabama who i think uh uh, has a lot of transfers all the time with, with their coach. Yeah. So I, I expected a lot more out of South Alabama coming into the season. They're struggling out of the gate in the conference, but they've been a good team overall before conference play. So, so I don't know what to make out of South Alabama. They're only two right now. Arlington's three and one. And one of those wins is South Alabama, a team that I would not have expected them to have beaten. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy, and then and then the Troy, uh, both games at home, and it was uh, Cross, 
is the Troy coach that was at UTA. Uh, yeah. Steve, Mike. Yeah. Well, uh, but uh, again, another close. And that's the thing about it. If you look at their games, 88, 87 overtime victory at South Alabama, uh, five point win, 62, 57 against Troy. And then they go to Georgia State and beat Georgia State 70, 63, a seven point game that Josh told me that quite honestly was a blowout the whole time. Uh, for UTA and then Georgia State made it close to the end, but then they lose the close one in overtime to 74-73. So, you know, they're three and one, but they could have just as easily been one and three. So, yeah. uh, but it, it's a game that I think is going to be very tough. I think their battle, their battle, uh, battle tested now and everything. And I think they've got a lot of confidence coming into the game with the Cajuns. Yeah, I, look, I, I think when you look at their schedule and who they played, they played even the mid-majors they played are teams that traditionally are t- tough teams, right? They played uh, UC Santa Barbara. They played they, – well, they, they had a canceled game against Nevada, but they played Oral Roberts. They Obviously, they played Oklahoma. They played Oklahoma, North Texas. They played – they did not back away from anybody, right? And, and I think – I think you're right. I think what's going to make them tough is the fact that they played a lot of good teams building up to conference play. And while their schedule and their record does not indicate that they're a very good team, they're seven and eight. The fact that they played these teams leading up to conference play is going to make them tough. I, I, I truly believe that. Well, and a lot of that too, is the games that, that, that they lost are two and seven away, five and one at home. So that tells yep. you a lot of what they are, but at the same time, those two wins are, uh, or at least one of those wins, I'm sorry, is the Georgia State game, which is which is huge. Georgia State year in and year out has one of the better Sun Belt Conference teams, as much as I hate to admit. Look, and I don't know, I don't know what Abilene Christian has this year, but last year Abilene Christian was a really good basketball team that made it to the NCAA tournament. And they gave Abilene Christian a pretty good run, right? So, so this is a good basketball game. Well, it was a game that went to overtime. They ended up losing by nine, but you know, with the o- overtime, it, it's tough, man. It, yeah. It's uh, I'm trying to find real quick uh, the the their other win away from uh, home is was UC Santa Barbara. So you traditionally is a pretty good basketball. Team. Yeah, and, and you're traveling out to the the West Coast, which is always difficult. I find. Uh, yeah. So, but no, uh, it's unfortunate the game against Nevada had to be canceled. Oh, I see. They were probably out. No, I don't think they would have spent a week out in uh, California just to head up to Nevada. So. Look, they did. They did get a nice win against a, uh, a future conference opponent with a, a win against Lamar, <laughs> who will be in the whack with them. Well, that's, that's what I was talking to Josh about, you know, Southeastern Oklahoma State. Uh, my brother teaches there, and I, not what I would call a powerhouse in basketball by any means. And further, I mean, I don't think they've, I don't even know if they were good when Dennis Rodman was there. So that's their <laughs> kind of, their claim to fame. Dennis Rodman, Reba Mac, McIntyre, and uh, uh, Butler that played for the Dodgers, I believe Dodgers second baseman. So, but yeah, they, they've got a few guys and I, but, you know, so, so they, they beat Southeast, Southeastern Oklahoma State, 68-64. And 
even the Lamar game, 56-47, a nine-point game, that's a team that you you should really you yeah. should really blow out. I mean, but then again, you know, Oral Roberts has been pretty consistent through the years. I don't know what they're doing this year. So yeah, I I don't either. Um, but no, look, they didn't. They 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 played a nice schedule, right? I mean, they didn't. They had they had their their one or two games against uh, non division one teams, but but for the most part, they went on the road and played some really good teams. And 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 look, they took their lumps, um, but they're they're talented, and they're going to give us a they're going to we got to go on the road and play. Conference road games are always tough. Yeah, uh, and and we're going to have to do it again. Well, you, you know, it's an opportunity for the Cajuns to get battle tested too. Now that you know, because uh, you know, it, it's been a while now that we played Indiana and Marshall. So it's time now to to get in the heat of the battle there with 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 with, yep. with UTA. Um, one last thing on UTA before we take our break. Greg Young is the first year head coach, but has been at UTA since 2009. Uh, very well respected in Texas. Uh, Josh and I kind of joked about this too. Uh, both of uh, both him and Bob Marlin are huge baseball fans, and uh, Coach Young does go out to uh, watch uh, UTA baseball just as coach Martin likes to go out and watch Cajuns play baseball. So, but, uh, uh, will go far and wide loves the Ju Juco college. He was at Juco, uh, and he's, he's going out and getting some uh, international players too. So lots to be said there coach young in his first year. I'm glad I was kind of glad to see him get the job, uh, uh, you know, being there as a long time assistant. So, uh, it was nice. Uh, that can that can bite you in the butt sometime. And it looked at like, like at the beginning of the year that that was going to be a problem with losses to North Texas just right up the road from UTA. So, uh, any last words? No, no, absolutely not. We uh, take a break and we can come back and talk about Texas State a little bit. You've been listening. We're talking with Craig Malas on Dave Amato. We're going to take a short time out and we'll be back right after this brief message. Welcome back into We're Talking with Craig Melanson and Raging Dave Amato tonight. Dave, uh, you know, we're, we're going to talk about Texas State. It's funny, one of the victories they have, I shouldn't say it's funny, it's, um, how do I want to say this? Well, one of their victories are against Dixie State, which uh, if anybody would think, I, I don't know, do you know where Dixie State is? I did not know this until uh, a month or so it, ago. I don't know at all. It's in Utah. I don't know what the hell a, uh, a Dixie State is doing in Utah. Some 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 crack smoking whore got out there and said, "I'm gonna call me a Dixie State," you know. But uh, that's well, a terrible. Well, look, I, I I guess when they took the Jazz back in the day, because we're both New Orleans people, yeah. I guess they they took the Jazz and they took Dixie as well with them. Well, you know, I used to joke, uh, and well, I say joke. I worked for a company out of Utah and I said, you know, the only two things that have come out of Utah are both from Louisiana, Carl Malone and, and uh, the yeah. Utah jazz. Uh, so I said, you guys are, you guys are thieves and, and killers, but, but no Dixie state is a team. They're playing uh, Cal Baptist right now. I, I talked about was a team earlier, but they're playing Cal Baptist. That's why I thought it was interesting. And it'll be a future opponent of UTA as well. So Dixie State right now is just up by one going in, which Cal Baptist is 10 and four on the season. He's actually had a pretty good year. So, but um, 
you know, we're looking at we're we're looking at Texas State nine and four overall. I know we talked a little bit off air. You know, the the games, the, the three of the losses: LSU, Vanderbilt, and uh, what was the other out of conference Houston. loss? Houston. Three pretty good teams. Now, yeah. I did not see them all. I did see about uh, three fourths of the game against LSU, and actually at halftime, I want to say I'm probably wrong, but it was a halftime. Uh, Texas State might have been winning. Yeah, they were up 37-32 at halftime and they actually the game was going back and forth up until about 10 minutes left when LSU pulled away and then at that point it was uh out was outscored in the second half 52 to 22 I don't know because if they were getting tired what was the deal there but uh, I think I think they've got I think they've got a decent team but they haven't showed it against teams that they needed to play well against uh getting blown yeah. out by LSU Vanderbilt and Houston and then they're yeah. one their one conference loss was at Troy before they, I don't know if they got hit by the COVID bug or after that, if, or if that was, uh, I think they did get hit by the COVID bug. So they were out for three games. Yeah. I think it was them specifically on that Georgia trip that they weren't able to play either game against Georgia state or Georgia Southern. Uh, look, they, when you look at their team, They've got a very good record, but they don't have very good wins. I, I, their losses, like you have said, were to the better teams on on their their schedule. Um, I guess their best win may have been Rice, um, but they've got a win against Denver. They've got a win against Lamar. They got a win against Dixie State. They got a win against UIW. They don't have anybody that you look at and you go, oh, my goodness, that's just a great win that they've had. But they're nine and four. Um, and the three losses of their four have been to really good basketball teams. LSU is top 15 right now. Uh, Vanderbilt, and I don't know how Vanderbilt's doing overall. And Houston, who's a top 15 team. And then their, their other loss was a conference loss to uh, their only conference opponent, with uh in troy so so i i don't know what to make out of this team we played them in a in a great game last year where we scored on the last second to beat them um traditionally this is a team that likes to be very deliberate with the basketball very slow with the basketball uh that was under uh, under casper who's no yep. longer there yeah uh star danny yeah, I porn star Danny. That's exactly right. Porn stash, I, I should say. Porn stash. I don't know if they've changed a lot. Yeah, I don't they've, know. They've been, they've been a little bit more. At least last year, they were a little bit more up tempo. Up tempo. Um, he was. So, I think that coach so likes him or not. Okay, so yeah, I, I, I think. Look, we, we're going to have a look. It's going to be a challenge. This is a nine and four basketball team. They've beaten nine teams on this schedule. Um, I don't know how good they are. I really don't. I don't think anybody does. I think we would have had a much better idea how good they are had they played USA, Georgia Southern, or Georgia State. And, and all of those games were canceled. The only, the only team that we can look at that they've played is, is really Troy. Uh, and then the Houston game, which we haven't, you know, we got beat by pretty badly. Um, by Houston, and they so did they. Um, I think we'll get a good idea when they play ULM on Thursday night. I think that'll be a really nice 
uh, look at how good or bad this team is. ULM's an interesting team because ULM has struggled quite a bit, but then they played well in some games that you go, wow, I can't believe they played this well. So I think Thursday night's going to be a good test to see what this team is and how many players that they have available because they have not had very many available in the first couple of games that they've played. You know, you, uh, but before we move, uh, not move on, but while we're still talking about them, uh, I noticed they played a Paul Quinn college. Do you know yeah, where Paul I, Quinn college is? I'm hoping you do because I couldn't answer that question at all. Uh, Austin, Texas. You know how old the university is? No. Founded in 1872. How so, do you know? Do you you're, you have a great Googling machine? I do have assuming. a great. I have the Google machine going, and uh, <laughs> I, I just I, uh, so from from their webpage, Paul Quinn College, one of the most innovative small colleges in America, is a private faith based four year liberal arts liberal arts inspired college that was founded on April fourth, eighteen seventy two by a group of African Methodist Episcopal church preachers in Austin, Texas. The school's original purpose was to educate free slaves and their offsprings. So. Wow. Wow. Uh, I do know this. They, they also played Letourneau and I know a lot more about Letourneau in the last couple of weeks or last year than I would ever know. And part of that is because, uh, I have a 14-year-old daughter who is interested in attending Letourneau. Um, and we actually toured their campus um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, so uh, they are in outside of Tyler, Texas. Longview, Texas. Uh, Longview, Texas. That, that's absolutely right. And we were driving back from Dallas, and we stopped and drove through the campus of Letourneau to uh to visit that campus because my daughter is interested in attending there rice and a couple of other universities in texas so uh, i do know letourneau but i do not know where paquin is or anything about it but you've you've educated me quite a bit about them well I, i'm just paul quinn is you know i'm just Trying to get you there. Try to uh, <laughs> trying trying to trying to give our 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 listeners. I was about to say our viewers. God doesn't want us. People don't want to see us. That's for sure. Uh, a little more information. But Paul Quinn College. I, I just found that very interesting because when you hear things like that, you think of Paul, especially a, a name that you've never heard of. You assume sure. it's something that's a more recent thing. You know, uh, and, and and I was a little bit. I think the reason I asked you about it because. Uh, you know, 1872, just, I mean, that, that's, a, that's an amazing lifespan for, for a small college. So in my opinion, yeah, I, I you know, I, I gotta, I gotta say this and, and I know I'm getting off of basketball. I am very disappointed that you have not asked me about my alcohol beverage well, of choice because we haven't gone there yet, Dave. I mean, <laughs> you, I'm doing the interview. You just sit there and listen. Okay. Stop! I, stop trying to ask the questions. I'm the question asker here. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was oh just, my it gosh. was shocking. It was shocking. Well, because people tune in to find out what we're drinking each night, and if we if we let them go too early, then they're out of here. You know, that's true. That is so. True. It's the third segment, and um, 
Well, let's talk about what we're drinking. Uh, I have uh, the Wiseman Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, which can be found at Joey's on, on Bertrand. And while you're there, pick up a nice meal. I had a great turkey from Joey's, quite honestly. Uh, for uh, Joey gave me a turkey for Thanksgiving, so I felt obligated to go back and buy another one from But I bought a turkey and a sweet potato crunch for my family. Uh, it's cooked just about uh, probably pretty well cooked but you you have to put it in the oven for about another hour and a half and instead of putting it in the oven i put it in my smoker and finished it smoking in about an hour and a half right at 250 300 degrees came out perfect well seasoned uh it was awesome so but get the wise men liquor at joey's uh i think he still has more but this is by the people that make kentucky owl and i don't know if this was done by him but they do have one of the uh, former employees, and I, I don't know that he was the master distiller, but uh, the ma- uh, uh, from uh, Four Roses Distillery in Texas. So the Kentucky Owl, a must drink, in my opinion. Uh, so enjoy it. So Dave, while I went on rambling incoherent with drinking my bourbon, what are you sipping on your double sissy IPA triple threat there? No, no. My wife's going to be very upset when she wakes up this morning and finds out that I drank the last of our... Truly. You drank the last truly, didn't you? (laughs) No, no, absolutely not. There has never been a truly in my refrigerator ever. Uh, But I had a Mardi Gras Bach from Abita Brewing, uh, which is a very good beer. And I'm not a huge Abita fan. Yeah, um, they've got some good beers and they've got some questionable ones, but their Mardi Gras Bach. I bought a six pack for my wife, and she has been drinking on that. And I went to the refrigerator, and there was one left, and I <laughs> took it out. So tomorrow, when she goes to uh, sip on a beer, and she's going to find out that the only thing left is an IPA that she will not drink, she's going to be very disappointed. So, Dave, you're not going to go to the store and buy your your wife some more. Uh, I, I I may have to. Otherwise, I may get I may get uh, told how how much of a jerk I am. Wow. Uh, so, and and look, I do enough things to be a jerk. I may have to buy her some uh, some new beer so that she's not disappointed in me. Man, 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 that that's. <laughs> So, so I, I, I got to tell you this one quick story because I think this is funny. Um, so I'm a craft brew guy, right? I yep. do not drink, I do not drink Budweiser or Anheuser-Busch beers or. or yeah, snap. Go ahead. I, I am a little bit of a beer snob. I, I, I will take that as a, but a, a, so for the bowl game, which I did not attend, but I did have a few friends over. I had a, a friend of mine who is not a, 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 a gentleman who posts on Raging Pageant, but views Raging Pageant a lot. And uh, he came over to the house and uh, he brought over a case of Michelob Ultras. And uh, he was drinking his Michelob Ultras as I was drinking my craft beers. And I had some other people over who are craft beer guys. And uh, he drank all of his beers except for one. And I am, I, I, I just want to make this perfectly clear. So he left 
And the next day I woke up and I opened my refrigerator and there was a Michelob Ultra sitting in my refrigerator <laughs> next to all of my, what I consider very good beers. So I had to tell him the other night when I saw him at the basketball game, I said, you ruined all of my good beer by putting <laughs> your nasty Michelob Ultra right next to my good beer. <laughs> <laughs> so... No, it, it's it's funny. We had a great time watching the uh, the bowl game, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. I wish I could have been there, but unfortunately, I had some other issues that helped, yep. helped kept me out from going. I understand. Let's get back to basketball. Let's talk about it a little bit more. You know, yeah. I think I think the the one thing that I'm seeing here, and I don't know, maybe I I have to go back and look at the Cajuns. Uh, 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 previous years it seems to me that i'm seeing a lot more teams with under 30 minutes you know you, you got the guys from texas state four or more between 20 and 30 minutes but you know everybody else is 19 16 15 14 which tells me they, they play quite a bit also but uh you know it, it's dude i know coach marlin doesn't like to get into that 30 33 35 36 minute you know 40 elford payton was the last one i think that because Elford wouldn't come out of the game. <laughs> right. I think a lot of it has to do with the depth of these teams lately. A lot of look, the transfer portal has has been a, a difference maker, and, and these teams have a lot of different players. Look, the Cajuns, the Cajuns have played 11 I, – I think 11 different players have started a game. Now, some of that's COVID, some of that's injury, some of that is other things. Yeah. But if you look at the Cajun roster, it's deep enough that we can play a lot of guys. Now, look, we've got a lot of guys who have played because they needed to play because of different issues. But I think that's the same thing that you're seeing with UTA and Texas State. And even, like, Arkansas State didn't play as many players as, as the Cajuns do in UTA and Texas State. But I think you're seeing a lot more teams that are having to play a lot of different players either because they're deeper or because they just have some issues in the season that have forced other guys to, to play more minutes. Right. I, 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 you know, I, I, I talk about Carter domain a lot. I don't think he was a guy that traditionally Bob Marlin would have played a lot of minutes, but he's had to play some minutes, right? Not a ton, but he's played more minutes than I think as a true freshman that he would have played, but it's because of injuries and COVID and other issues that have, have come up and other teams are saying that. So they're playing a lot more minutes for guys, which means that some of these other guys aren't getting the, the, the 30 minutes that you've seen in the past, 30 plus minutes that you've seen in the past. And I think you're going to see more, more and more of that this season anyway. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think I think uh, I think all of the teams are preparing for uh, when that COVID hits hit, hits hits right. you like it like it did for us on that trip to the Carolinas. I mean, uh, and it wasn't something we could we could compare for compare prepare for prepare. because we were already in, in in Carolina when these when these kids uh, these these young men hit, hit tested positive. So you know, it wasn't Look, something I that mean, you could, you know. You've been practicing yeah. all week for one thing, and all of a sudden, boom, you got three new starters. Yeah, we had a 
look, we had something that I don't think anybody could prepare for, which is a guy getting COVID while he's sitting on the bench. Yeah. Right. Joe Charles. I couldn't understand why Joe Charles, who was playing very well, all of a sudden wasn't in the game until after the game was over. And it yeah. was explained that he was having headaches and couldn't play. So I, I, I think a lot of this is coaches flying by the seat of the pants and trying to figure out what they're going to do from game to game. And in some cases, game time decisions are yes. being made. Right? And I think Joe Look, Charles actually tested positive at halftime too when they had went right. in. Right. That is, that is absolutely right. And look, we're seeing more and more of that with the Little Rock. Little Rock was here. They were physically yeah. here, ready to play the game when they found out that they only had six players available to play. It wasn't that they didn't want to play. It was, hey, we came here with X, and then we found out we only had six. So I think more and more of that is going to be the case this season. We're going to see a ton of this. Um, and some and of again, those guys were not COVID. They were, they were, they were, they were not on the trip. They were, they, there were other injuries, so they weren't right. on the trip. So I don't want somebody right. to, that that's just tuning in thinking Absolutely. they were all all COVID related and then going, no, no, oh, they didn't no. want to play. You know, they're they're no. coastal the, the the COVID chickens just like coast. No, no that was a it. whole different. It was a whole different situation yeah. with them. Um, the, the, the unfortunate thing was that they were here and they were ready to play, but then yep. they had, they got hit by COVID while they were here, which caused them to lose players. And they were already in a, a, a tight situation with players. So, uh, which is disappointing, uh, because I really, look, I really believe the Cajuns would have won that game. They were the better team. Uh, and they, I think the Cajuns would have liked to have played that game. It, unfortunate. That, that the situation happened the way it did. Well, Dave, uh, we're going to wrap it up since uh, we've talked beer, we've talked bourbon, we've talked basketball. But before we do that, I just want to uh, shout out to Kentrell Garnett, uh, received a scholarship uh, this week. Um, you know, this is a kid that started, uh, I did the math a second ago, three four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, the first nine games of the season uh, as a walk-on. And one of the reasons that Coach Marlin started him that first game against West Florida was he was the only person, whether it was sickness, injury, or uh, something else, that was at every practice. So Coach Marlin rewarded him. And if you look at this, this is a kid that's a walk-on, gets 32 minutes uh, against yeah. Marshall. 34 minutes against UNO, 37 against Louisiana Tech. And he doesn't start at Houston and doesn't start uh, and then miss the two games at uh, the Carolinas because of COVID. But at the Houston game, doesn't get the start, but plays 29 minutes, doesn't start against Arkansas State, but gets 24 minutes. Has been a huge contributor, is shooting five, uh, 50.9%, 51% basically from the three-point arc and uh 45 percent 44.9 from from two uh yeah you, it, you've you've taken and, words out and, of my mouth and 71 percent from the free throw line so yeah and which so went four for four down the stretch for us that that, that that won the game in overtime against arkansas state yeah so so look first of all he was a guy that two years ago i don't think anybody on the 
anybody that follows the Cajuns were going, oh, this is a kid that's going to. Whoa, there we go. Now we got to hit the pause button again. Yeah. Dave, sorry about that. No. Uh, we, we, just, we just said we had uh, uh, atmospheric uh, conditions as as Billy uh, Billy uh, Billy Rickman says on his show. Atmospheric yeah. conditions. So you were talking about uh, two years ago, no one thought. No, I, I don't think anybody thought this kid was going to be a guy who was going to be a, a, a contributor at, at, at any high level. And and you you took the words out of my mouth. First of all, I was one. I was the first first person to post on Raging Page and that he had gotten a scholarship. And and I was, I was so happy to hear about this kid getting a scholarship. He has played eleven games, started nine, and plays twenty six point five minutes a game. That's amazing. But what's really amazing is he's the fourth leading scorer on the team. Right. And you hit the nail on the head. He's shooting 51% from three point land and 45% from the field. This is a kid that we did. And, and, and his defensive play, I think, is even better than his offensive play. And his offensive play is very good. Um, he I, I has been I'll, a contributor. Go ahead. I uh, just to say, I think on the defensive side, it's, it's things that you don't see. Because yeah. his, his, his guy is not getting the ball. He knows how to yeah. deny the ball to the shooter and all that. So I think it's good. But it's not, it's, he's not a guy that you're going to see that's going to get the steal. And, you know, no, no, it's, but, it's, it, but it's defensive. It's things that you don't see in a scorebook. Yeah, no, he is the guy. He is the kid that you go, man, I am so glad he got a scholarship. He is so deserving of everything that has come to him. And he's performing. It's not that he just got a scholarship and he's an okay player. He's got a scholarship and he's a very good player. And I think it's it's just a testament to how hard this kid has worked from the second he walked on campus. So congrats to, to Kentron Garnett. Just a fantastic story. Well, you know, it, it, he's, he's done well and uh, lots of – uh appreciation there to him and uh i just remember last year my friends telling me that because I, I didn't make a whole lot of games now he only played in 24 games well i guess he got in 24 the 26 if cedric played all the games and malik did yeah. but seven and a half minutes a game but uh, uh some of my friends that went to the game but because of covid i didn't go and they were going like the best guy on the team is, you know, he, he's shooting almost 40% from threes last year. Didn't realize <laughs> that. And uh, no, I'm sorry. That's field goals. 40% from field goal, but 35 from three pointer last year. Right. So, and now he only shot six free throws, but he was a thousand percent or a hundred percent. I guess you can't be a thousand. I guess you could be a thousand percent if he, if he shot, 25 and made 75 would be no that's not 20 that's never mind that's you're asking me to do math late in the show sorry don't do stop math. it dave so but no well look he's a he's a great kid a great story and 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 he look it's an awkward looking shot when he shoots it it, it to me I, I i laugh every time he shoots it but it goes in 
and and look, he's he's fun to watch, and he gives a thousand percent every time he's on the court, and I think that's a that's a testament to just how good of a kid he is. And 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 if you saw the video of him receiving that scholarship, I, the the teammates were just over the moon yeah. about how how happy they were that he received that scholarship. And I think that tells you a lot about how 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 this kid is received on this team. Well, that's going to end our show uh, with the congratulations and much props to Kentrell Garnett. Uh, and hopefully I did not mispronounce his name 17 times like, like I can do with my own. So, Dave, thanks so much. I know it's uh, it's been a while since we got to talk and we're shifting gears from football. Maybe we'll come back and do a little uh, get get some of the guys over here. I'm getting closer. I don't want to give it away. I'm getting closer to be I finally figure out how to work my uh, solar lights for my walkway. I didn't understand why they had been up for uh, 10 days now and they weren't coming on. They make you push a little pin in there. Unlike my other ones that have a button, but it's, uh, they work now and I'm getting very close to being able to have company over here for several reasons. So, uh, we'll do this again soon. Uh, absolutely. I know there's a handful of guys who would love to come over and do some, 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 uh, podcasts. Well, I know, uh, one last thing though, you know what the amazing part to me is that, is that coming up, we're going to hit a stretch of four games at home straight four straight games at home south alabama troy georgia state georgia southern we do not play in conference four games in a row on the road and i know i didn't either and i know in the past the Sun Belt has screwed us with several different things but hey i'm just gonna say this right now thank you sunbelt so uh you know it, it's just it's it's good to be occasion right now quite honestly with everything that's going on so dave thank you again and uh we will talk find some time next week absolutely to, to recap our uh, uta texas state uh series and then uh talk about south alabama and troy uh god i just had his name there cross again i still can't what was his what's his first Scott name? cross Scott cross i keep wanting to say steve See, Scott Cross. So we'll talk about South Alabama, which I really don't care what their coach's name is because I'm not a fan of his. And uh, uh, Scott Cross will lead the uh, Detroit Trojans into Cajun Dome. If you have not been out to see this team, you're missing something exciting. They're fun to watch. They hustle all the time. This is not a team that gives up. Uh, Theo Akuba is an amazing athlete, along with Jordan Brown, no doubt. And then and, and what, what else can we say that we didn't say? about Kentrell Garnett. So uh, for Dave Amato, I'm Craig Malonso. You've been listening to We're Talking. We'll talk to you next week. Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited, except, ah, uh, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it, share it, put it in your podcast, broadcast it, or put it on social media. Just give credit where credit's due.